This is the Six Figure Exit. We are two entrepreneurs sharing how we've shaped our lives and our businesses. Our purpose is to help you grow your business and personal excellence. Welcome back, friends, to episode seven of the Six Figure Exit podcast. I'm your host, Carson, with... Gavin Alden. Carson, how are we doing? Are we running this thing or what? Yeah, we're live. We're recording. So All right, I never tell it. Gavin when we start recording. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise. Here we are. So, yeah, we are uh, doing good today. Doing good. It's Friday. Right. It's a little bit of an off week here. We're, uh, we're kind of on our somewhat regular podcast recording schedule. Yeah. Trying to it's get back into the swing of things. Hectic the last few weeks. Yeah. Respectively, but it's all right. We're, we're moving the podcast studio. So we're in the middle of that. Lots of big changes coming. Dun, dun, dun. Lots of big changes. <laughs> good changes, good, though. Yeah. Very for, good changes. For the good, for the best. I think, uh, I think what we want to talk about today, guys, is going to be having difficult conversations with people. And whether that's employees in your company, partners in the company, or your friends. Lovers. Spouse, yeah. Difficult Family. conversations. It's not, it's not easy to have. It's something I'm terrible at. And uh, how do we get better at that, Gavin? How do I get better at that? How do you get better about having hard conversations? Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to a good friend's podcast, uh, Andy Frisella, the other day. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he kind of, it was one of those Q&AF ones, and he was kind of alluding to having hard conversations and what, like, at the end of the day, it's just a conversation. And ultimately, I can guarantee both of you are going to come out of it alive. <laughs> I mean, in most cases, you will. <laughs> but, yeah, but I think it's, it's just difficult. like... The anticipation leading up to a hard conversation is, I think, probably the hardest thing. And then making the decision to have the conversation is another thing. And then once you do have it, I feel like there's um, growth from that, regardless if it goes well or if it doesn't. I think there's good and bad. If you go through that conversation and things don't go very smoothly, I think there's still a lesson behind that conversation. So I think the having the conversation, whether the outcome of that conversation is positive or negative, I think it's better than... Um, the animosity that could build between you and the person that you have to have that conversation with in the meantime. And I've experienced this in personal relationships. I've experienced it in business where if someone's bugging you about something or something they're doing is bugging you and it's not how you want it to be done, but you kind of let it go or you don't address it and say, Hey, you know, this isn't expectation. This isn't how it should be. And you just put that off. I've done it before. It just creates a bigger issue or it creates animosity where you don't want to confront that person with it or you just get pissed and you're push it off and just having that conversation, just get it over with as quick as you see an issue or something, just bite it, get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, to that point of like seeing an issue and taking action on it, whether it's in business or in personal life or whatever, but like when you see uh, an issue in your business, let's say. What's an example that you have of that? You got an example? Of an issue? Yeah. Off the top of your head where you had to have a hard conversation about something? Uh, letting people go is always hard conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had to do that very much, um, but that's always a, a hard conversation to to build up the courage to do. But um, that and just like confronting guys when things aren't going as you'd hoped or as you maybe had planned. Um, but I, I guess I don't. I don't feel like I've had. I guess now, now looking back at like getting through those conversations, they don't seem like they're hard. You know what I mean? Like, is this one of those things that kind of contradicts or just like goes against it being a hard conversation? Cause like, I'm, I'm here talking to you right now. I made it through that conversation. Didn't 
in the world or yeah in the moment like, it might have seemed yeah. like it was a big deal but it, at the end of the day it really wasn't it was just yeah. another conversation that you have to have and odds are you or that other person is going to forget about it and yeah they're going to weeks move on. or days or whatever it takes you know what i mean so that's when it comes to business now personal relationships you probably got to address it a little differently but when yeah. it comes to business <laughs> i feel like at the end of the day and we've talked about this just pull the emotion out of the conversation and just look at it black and white like very numerical you know is the issue at hand What's the solution? There's an issue, identify it. What's the potential solution for it and how are we gonna act on it? And at the end of the day, if the solution is we have to let you go or you know, disciplinary action or whatever it is, at the end of the day, you just have to do what's best for the company, you have to do what's best for the business and address it, move on. And if it ends in firing somebody, I feel like that just, it is what it is. Yeah, Another kind of the point I wanted to make earlier is like, if you nip it in the butt right away or right, right when you see that issue come, yeah. come about, um, I think it's going to save you, that person, or um, the business, or that relationship from further hurt or further issues that are, you know, 10 times the depth, It's easier so to, to have that conversation right now yeah. than it is push it off and then have a much bigger conversation or a much bigger issue down the road. And, like, I know we've talked about, like, hiring and firing and how it's, like, easier the more you do it. I think the more you have these hard conversations, the better you get with them the easier they become, I feel like, um, because at the end of the day, you just get comfortable with it. And yeah. so the more you do it, the better you get with them. And I think the more productive they can be. I think one of, another good example of hard conversations like I've had to have, especially in business, was with clients where maybe we messed something up on a job or we didn't have something planned right or wrong material was ordered or whatever the situation might be. Honestly, we've probably been in all those situations. And instead of trying to hide that from the client or like fix a mistake and then they're like, why is it delayed and blah, blah, blah. Just come up and be like, hey, I messed up. I did this. Here's our plan to fix it. You know, sorry that it's going to be delayed, but it's it's going to be right for you at the end of the day and you're going to have a good product and just address it head on. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Yeah, that's a great point, especially for those business owners out there listening. Like you're going to earn a, the a lot. There's a lot more value more. behind that. Yeah. The client I mean, will respect you more at the end of the day for, sure. for saying that versus Hiding. Being upfront, yeah. Being honest about the situation, um. <laughs> they might still be pissed in the moment. Here's a good story for you. <laughs> I knew there was a good story oh, somewhere. Man. In I'm here. glad we talked about this. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope this podcast brings you some value. And if it does, please share the show with a friend. Post it on Instagram, social media. We'd really appreciate it. It's the only way the word gets out there is if you share the show. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> So we were doing a kind of a big project for us, uh, our biggest project back probably our second or third year in business. Big retaining wall, patio, landscape install. Um, and we had we were working up close by the house, and it was like the house was kind of up on a hill. And so I had the excavator parked kind of we were excavating for the retaining walls, yep. kind of really close to the house probably. I mean, it wasn't super, but... 10, 15 feet from the house, kind of right by their front door. And then our F-550 dump truck parked, backed up, kind of near the excavator, close to their garage so that we could kind of load out the soil that we're excavating. And so I was digging that out, loading up the truck. Truck was full. Had the tailgate down on the... I feel like I remember this. I had the the tailgate down on the dump truck just because we were only moving it a few hundred feet. Yeah. And... uh, hop in the dump truck to move it because the truck was full and start pulling away, turn my wheel to the left and the back right side of the truck, you know, swings out as you're turning left. Yep. 
and I totally just take out the corner of their brick garage. Didn't you put that on Instagram? Yeah, I put it on my Instagram. I felt so bad. Um, was but it, you did it. Not I was the one that did it, thankfully. But I gave me stay. I did. I never felt more stupid or more upset than that in that moment. And uh, I, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, just came down to getting it fixed. But I mean, that was a. I don't even know, remember what it cost to fix it. Thousand, thousand bucks, two grand or something to have a mason come out and repair it. You know what the funny thing is but, about that story? Like, if you guys are just get listening to this, you're just getting into business. Like, that's ha- that happens that all the time. Will happen. Yeah. It's not if, it's when right. that is going to happen. We've had similar thing, not really with the truck, but a guy hit the brick on the side of a house with a skid loader, was driving close to the house, and I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened, but he managed to hit the house with the skid loader. And just had to call, and it was actually our insurance agent's house. No, nice. So I, and I was like, I need a claim. No, we just ended up hiring a mason to come and fix it. It cost us a couple thousand dollars, but at the end of the day, like, just call them up. Yeah, tell them, you know, shit happened. It is what right. it is. Like, yeah, but to the point of like the story of taking out their corner of their garage, it's like, oh boy, I need to go have this hard conversation right now. <laughs> I mean, there's not, you can't really look, I mean, you can't wait on that for a week. They're going to see it. So yeah, let's go know. have that conversation. That was there when we, yeah, when we showed up. wasn't us. Um, but no, I think, you know, working through that and actually that client is, um, I mean, I would consider them friends and like he actually brought lunch to us, uh, Sophie and I at the hospital when we were with Dallas, like that's how nice of a family they are. So if you're listening, uh, we appreciate you. So that's cool. it's kind of a cool, cool story. And, uh, they were super through their process. They were super just relaxed and not like, that's good. Some people can be like explode yeah. and go, go a different direction go and crazy. With yeah. You. Fire. Yeah. I mean, well, seriously. Yeah. Well, I've, I've heard of all the stories. I think the biggest thing about that too, is like your personal sanity of your point of like having that conversation right away. Like even if the homeowner wasn't home and you'd be like, oh, I'll call him on lunch and just like keep doing what we're doing. Like, you're yeah, going to be thinking be, about that in the back of your turmoil. head. The whole, yeah. Just get it over with. Yeah. Do it. It's going to suck, but have the conversation, tell them what happened or, you know, whatever the situation is, just do it as quickly as possible. The less time you spend like thinking about it, I mean, process what you're going to say, but the less time you spend like thinking about the outcome of how this is going to play out. Yeah. And think like do it. to that point of like the time of spending on thinking about it, think about how that's affecting everything else that you're doing. Like, on a financial standpoint, like put a dollar dollar value, value on your time. If you're spending all that time worrying about how that conversation is going to go, you're going to end up just wasting money. Yeah. You're so. not going to be productive doing what you're focusing on, what you should be focused. You're going to be distracted. Yeah. Just have the conversation. Get it over with. You have any funny stories like that of, or maybe there's something Damage. different? Um, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say funny stories, I guess, but I mean, we've got stories of like, I would say the biggest thing I have hard conversations, like conversations like that honestly aren't as difficult for me just because it's, I feel like shit happens and you just kind of move on yeah. and it is what it is. You know, we're going to, as long as you take care of the situation and don't try to act like it wasn't your fault at the end of the day, yeah. like you know, take put ownership, the, put the garage there, <laughs> idiot. But I think uh, the hardest ones for me are honestly just hardest, uh, like hard conversations with employees. Those I just hate having, um, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but just, you know, disciplinary action with employees and like holding them accountable to like, you know, I told you to do this. 
why didn't you do right. that? Great example of this would be like the other day, it just snowed. We had a quarter inch of snow in White Bear Lake. We had a half an inch of snow in uh, Woodbury. You actually sent me a picture, Gavin. Yep. And so I could confirm the measurement. I gave the guys instructions like the night before, hey, you three guys are going out to salt. If we get between a quarter inch of snow and one inch of snow, we need to salt. If we get more than that, we need to go plowing. Everything's on jobber, the routes and everything, just go do it. You know, wake up at midnight when the storm's going to be done, or if it's still snowing, like check again in two hours, take a measurement. If you need to go to the site, go to the site, or there's Facebook groups to like, you know. Confirm. Give them as, I feel like I gave them all the information (laughs) they needed. We had a quarter inch of snow in White Bear, half an inch in Woodbury, and then they decided not to go out. And it's like, (laughs) but you got to have that conversation. Like, why did you think that was okay at that point? Like what, you know, and we got to, who's responsible for this? Like, I feel like I gave as very explicit instruction and clear instructions, but you got to have those conversations with the people. Otherwise, if you just brush it off and you don't have that conversation, how are they ever going to know the next time that what they did wasn't the right choice? Yeah. You're doing a disservice actually to them them. and you, because again, it's not only affecting yourself, you're going to build animosity. You're going to be mad at them and frustrated. And you know, why didn't you do this? And then it's just going to end up not being a good relationship with them. Yeah. And like, you, like you're saying, building that animosity, like you have that thought of in your mind just that continues to build, like almost like a a thought of that they they wronged you or something, and then that just builds up in your mind, and then you reach a point where you're like you start taking out anger on them or whatever, and they don't understand why because you haven't had a conversation with them. So exactly, have tell that them, conversation. Tell them why you're taking the anger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's here's what happened three weeks ago. I'm just finally coming to you now. No, but um, yeah, confronting employees is not easy. But I think the more you do it, the better you get. And I think the better it serves your business. And having hard conversations with family, like setting boundaries with family is hard. Um, I know it's something that we kind of have worked through in, in my family of, you know, where we should step and where we shouldn't and like, where we should be involved, where we shouldn't be involved. Um, Working through that is, I would say, maybe even more challenging because at the end of the day, it's family. You need to be, you know, on the same front, but you don't want to make them feel bad. Um, Well, that's, and you don't really work with your family, do you? I've worked with my dad. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but nothing like direct. Yeah. Not like my brothers work with me or I work... Like in my dad's company, I mean, I did labor stuff, but nothing like. That's the biggest thing, like to the point of family, like mixing that with business then. Yeah. Because now you've got these two separate, almost like personalities where you have to put on your like being the brother hat or being, you know, the son hat or whatever it is yep. versus. Business partner. Yeah, or, business partner, president of the company. Yeah. Like we got to right. make money here too. Like love you guys, but. You're not performing. You're not performing. It is what it is. Those, yeah, are, those are that's hard to put aside, or just hard to flip the switch. Even yeah, those and even are like difficult conversations. At working through those hard conversations, if those family business relationships like split up, like working through that is um, nothing I've experienced, but I'm sure it's something that hopefully both parties can agree is like best for both. You know, both parties. And should we just crack into that topic <laughs> a little bit here? <laughs> You want? Jeez. We can we can crack into it. That's one of the biggest things that uh, has been plaguing me this last year. Um, we uh, so my brother and I own Shivsky Companies half and half. 
And we're currently in the process of going separate directions with our ownership in the company. Um, I'm a very like driven person to like grow the company and he doesn't feel that's as important or what the path he wants to be on, which is totally okay. But at the end of the day, like that's a conversation we've had multiple times of like, you know, what does the future of the company look like? I think it's one thing. He thinks it's a different thing and they just don't coincide with each other or work together at all. And, you know, love him to death as a brother, but that's something like we've been talking about a lot over the last few months. And we're having like, still having conversations about figuring out like how to do this amicably where we're each like happy with the outcome of it. It doesn't ruin our personal relationship. Um, and doesn't affect, you know, really the family at the end of the day, yeah. because this is a family company that we've both grown up in. Now we're building together, but I have a different vision for where it's going than what he does and us staying together and there was a time like we're just not having these conversations with each other. And I can tell you firsthand, like there was a lot of animosity like between us on, yep. there still might be a little bit of that, just not being, um, having a solution to this yet, but we're working through it together and just trying to figure out like, how does this work in everyone's best interest at the end of the day and get there? I have a point to make on that is like, I think hard conversations don't just have to be reactive. I think hard conversations can also be proactive and if you had a hard conversation before all this was put together, before you kind of came together and bought the company from your parents and set expectations, I mean, a conversation like that is not easy. Um, no, it's not. So That's it's like being proactive in that scenario and not just for this case, but if you like for those listeners out there, if you, you, if you find yourself looking to partner with somebody or find yourself in a life situation that, I think it would be beneficial to have that hard conversation before something happens instead of maybe after it's cause kind of anticipate, see the, see into the future a little bit, you know, be a future thinker. Um, and you don't know until you know sort of thing too. So, I mean, it's, it's a learning experience and hopefully listening to this information or this content or s similar information is like, hopefully you can gain some knowledge and value out of, you know, our mistakes or mistakes we've heard of. And, um, you know, maybe shift what you're doing to hopefully not affect your life in a, a negative way and hopefully have a better outcome in some scenarios. I think just like planning through, if you're going, partnerships especially, like partnerships can be tricky, even more tricky when it's family that you're partnering with. And friends is tough too. Yeah, friends is tough too. Um, any of it's tough at the end of the day. I mean, it's just, you got to have that conversation yeah. upfront. You got to set the expectation. And I think what happens is like, there's a bit of like a high when you first start or get an idea together and yeah. you're kind of like, this Googly is going to yeah, yeah. be great. Everything's going to be peaches and cream. We're going to make billions <laughs> of dollars doing this, but it's going to be difficult. And you got to understand like, okay, what are you responsible for? What am I responsible for? Who's uploading the podcast? Who's right. picking the topic? Who's, you know, doing yeah. this? These are conversations we've had. For sure. And you have to keep having these conversations because things might change as the company grows or the vision or whatever it is. But setting that expectation up front, write it down and show like each other what you're thinking and what your vision for the company is and be on the same page with that. Right. That's something that Max and I with the pool company are working through right now. Like we kind of set those expectations up front, but now we're looking at like, holy crap, this company is actually like becoming really successful, which we knew it was going to be. <laughs> but no, it's going it to be huge. It's going to be huge. Um, but now we're looking at, okay, like this has like a real potential to like take off and run with it. But what does that look like? What do we want it to look like? And, you know, I'm always like a million miles an hour, like billion dollar company. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is going to be. But he's much more like, I would almost say like down to earth and like, okay, let's just try to do like 
40 pools next year. And I'm like, yeah, we could do like 60. <laughs> like, why not? Triple what we did. <laughs> Triple. No, and, but it's, it's good to have like a little bit of that yin and yang too. I feel like yeah. in a company where someone's a little bit more anchored and someone's a little bit more like pushing and then like meet in the middle right. and you're always going to have like pushing for growth, but you're always going to be like realistic expectation. Like, Hey, not, let's not overextend ourselves and promise to do 60 pools and we can't even get half of them in you know, next yeah. year. So yeah. I think it's good to have both. Uh, you just got to set that expectation up front and then adjust it. I mean, yearly, quarterly, uh, again, EOS has platforms <laughs> for this to like plug, plug, yeah, yeah, waiting for them to sponsor us, but they have like a good system of, you know, you've got your weekly L10 meetings with your management just to discuss your operations of the company. But then you have like these quarterly rocks that you're working on. And then you've got yearly visions and goals and things like that for the company to keep everyone on the same page. Because if you're not on the same page, that's when there's issues. That's when there's animosity. That's when people get upset with each other. And, and you need to have those harder, harder conversations. Than yeah. If you had those less hard conversations beforehand. Exactly. Just set the expectations up front and stick with it and address them every year. Like, is this still the same expectation we have for this company and for our roles? Or do we each like, do we start hiring some people to take over some of these responsibilities that we both agreed we would have and just have those conversations and keep moving. So yeah. it's going to be easier than both of you not wanting to see each other. And yeah. Yeah. And that's like you said, we're both kind of work, uh, both realizing and working through, you know, what it looks like to communicate and hard have those hard conversations beforehand so that you don't find yourself in these harder conversations down the road that ultimately leave, leave you in separation or um, whether it's leaving a spouse or, you know, if you don't set expectations with your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or boyfriend in the beginning, you're probably not going to, you know, make it because yeah. you didn't communicate before and you find yourself having a hard conversation that, you've been putting off because you feel like it's going to ruin the relationship and it probably will. And then you have that conversation and you end up splitting because you didn't have that initial conversation beforehand. So I just urge you to, you got any good get, experiences just, with that? Of, nah. Just setting like expectations in a relationship or things that you and Sophie have done to like yeah. have those conversations. Yeah. So like Sophie and I, we took a trip down to Naples, Florida, gosh, early on in our relationship years ago, years ago. <laughs> Um, but no, I think it was probably within the first year we were dating and it was, uh, we went, we ran through a book that said, um, before you say I do. And it was literally, we, I think we went through the whole book in a couple days and it's just kind of a interactive thing where you have Picture questions book. and yeah, <laughs> doodle. Boring <laughs> <laughs> spaces. No, but, um, but we went through that book and, uh, it's just a series of questions that we could ask each other and have you know vulnerable honest conversations that weren't easy they're not easy conversations um but it i think it set a good foundation of what we wanted out of our relationship what we wanted out of our lives personally individually you know what i mean um and then just kind of set the framework for what life would look like if we were to get married or you know stay together for hopefully a, a lifetime so i think kind of to my point of like having the conversations before you know having the hard conversations before they get even harder I think is a testament to just taking the initiative to just do it get it done yeah I think you got to get it done and at the end of the day like if you value your time we're gonna have another would, podcast on that why wouldn't you just have that conversation right away like why would you want to stick in a relationship I'm speaking from experience like why would you want to stick in a relationship that just isn't meant to be or you're not co-aligned with like your goals in life for years and then get out of that and be like, wow, like that was, 
want to say a waste of time, but yeah. why, why jump into something that doesn't benefit you or move you in the direction you want to go? Just set those expectations up front. And if they don't have the same expectations or goals, don't try to force that person to be something they're not. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. People don't, uh, you can't really change people. So I think the better conversations you have before you jump too deep into your relationship, whether it's in life or business, um, the better. Cause I, I mean, like we've talked about, it can, you can get down the road and figure out, you know, five, 10 years later that, okay, this is not going to work out and we need to shift gears and separate. And it might not mean like, it might not be a negative thing, but just like a proactive good thing for both parties. You think that's part of the reason like divorce rates are so high these days? They just, people don't have that those the framework conversations. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, that's so I, for sure, because you're so, the honeymoon stage of early yeah. dating. I mean, it's a totally different world than when you're in the mud of marriage. And, you know, like for us, our life looks so much different right now than, you know, even just two years ago, a year ago. I mean, seriously. Yeah. A week, three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like for real, like when we started dating, Sophie and I, you know, it was, it was just nothing but let's we can't get enough of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. That mentality of like, we could stare at each other for hours and smile at each other. And, and now it's, I mean, we still do that, but not as, <laughs> not as long. We uh, still laugh and have fun, but it's more, it's more real. Like we're married. We have a son. We're up at two, three in the morning and changing his diapers and feeding him. And so like life is just so much different. And I think, us being proactive and having the hard conversations and setting the framework for our relationship set us up for success for where we are right now. And if we didn't do that, I think there would be a lot more challenging times. Like if she, if she didn't know who I was or what the kind of man or the kind of dad I wanted to be, if we didn't have that conversation beforehand, then we got into it and we, I became a father and I was just a total, you know, opposite polar opposite of who I am now. Uh, she just couldn't do it and ultimately would probably lead her into wanting to dump my ass. And um, so I'm, I'm grateful. And I think that the framework that we set and having, having those hard conversations beforehand were only beneficial to our relationship. And I think to the point of, you know, having those conversations right away is like, it can ultimately, it might separate that relationship right there and save you years that's what I've noticed, like, re-entering the dating scene recently. I've gone on a few dates, and I've gone into them with the mentality of, like, I kind of know what I want in the future or, like, in a person to an extent. And if you don't start, like, aligning with that right away, like, I'm not going to waste my time and go on a second date. Like, there's yeah. just no point in, like, continuing that conversation at all. If, right. you're, if your idea of a fun Saturday night is going to the bar and getting hammered, this is <laughs> I just tell you right now it's probably not going to work. So. No. Another uh, move on thought I just had is like, I think the hardest conversation you can have is with yourself. That's a good point. Dropping some bombs yeah, here. That was a good one. That I like that good. thought. I think that uh, next week's episode <laughs> conversations with yourself. I do this every night in the mirror. Yeah. Said, no, no, but seriously, like what do you elaborate you, on that? I think that every single one of us, at least me has a conversation with ourselves about what we think about who we are, how we, you know, perceive ourselves and what we do. And like, we have conversations with ourselves, whether you realize it or not. And I think having productive 
you know, conversations with who you think you are and the things and the actions that you take, um, I think can serve your life in the long run. And so being, you know, more positive, more uplifting, um, more disciplined in your conversations with yourself, I think is a huge thing. And, um, that's just a thought that came to mind as we were running through this. I don't really have conversations with myself. I would put it more of like, I have conversations with God, like about, you know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this who I'm supposed to be? You know, what does that, what should I look like? What should I be doing? Mm -hmm. I think that's probably more of, I don't think I've had a conversation with myself. I don't think I've like just deeply thought about it. You never thought like, what are you doing, dumbass? Oh yeah, every day. Yeah. I guess so. so. Just unconsciously having a conversation with who you are. And like stuff like that is like stuff that affects your mental strength. Yeah, that's a good point. So have strong, hard conversations with yourself. If you need to make a change, make that change. Make that that's have that conversation with who you are, and and really uh, look at see you know, how it can change your life. Have like a, I, I guess yeah. To that extent, I have done that. I guess or you like try to look at yourself and your life from like a 30,000 foot view. Like mm-hmm. if I was somebody else watching my life, like how would that look? Does it look like, am I being the example of what I want to be? Am I doing the right things? Am I um, saying the right things, I guess? And I don't know if that's like a judging myself thing or if it's just trying to like see the imperfections and like address them and try to keep improving type yeah. deal. But I think looking at where you're at, and I think that's a way um, – I also have more gratitude for what I have and what I've done, which puts me in a better mood as I look at like, okay, at the end of the day, like granted, like when I get frustrated about something like this isn't working, it's not getting better. Like have that moment of like, okay, in the realm of things, like everything's okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's going, (laughs) I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I I mean, like, yeah, you can't guarantee that there's a lot of uncertainty in this world, but more, more likely than not, you're going to get up and the day is going to move on. I got food. I got things are going much better than, a lot of people quite frankly and yeah I just be grateful for that and have that conversation with you but then address like what isn't going good right have that hard conversation yeah yeah I think that's a good great point of like having more gratitude and like I've realized that more lately like just for example laying in bed the last or a few nights ago I was like man this is we got it good and I'm like Sophie and I joke about like we, we don't really we moved into a townhouse and then we just don't really care for it <laughs> but like at the end of the day, I'm like the other night, I'm like, boy, we got everything we need right here. We've got yeah. Jack's our golden retriever. We've got our son, Dallas. We got each other and we're living comfortably where we're at. And just like, I don't know. I just had a sense of gratitude of like, boy, this is good. That is good. What about having hard conversations with friends? That's hard. That's, I feel like is that that's something about? I've maybe struggled with more so like because I have like thoughts of what I want or what's actually best for my friend but I don't want to hurt that relationship by saying something to them like so that I feel like I could do a better job of being I don't it's just a I found myself in a How predicament so, like, telling them like they're not on a good path or something yeah. and, like instructing them yeah, or, or trying to like identifying that I I believe they should change their actions in certain areas and then um so that it would benefit their life in the long term but it could hurt their feelings right now so how how do you navigate you know having that vulnerable hard conversation with a friend is something that maybe i've struggled with more it's just having that i guess 
audacity to come up to them and be super vulnerable and honest with, hey, I, I noticed you, this is going on. I think you should be doing this. And it's just uh, one of those things that's I've struggled with recently. I feel like if you have a completely selfless outlook, Approach. you don't, yeah, you don't come yeah. at it from a selfish perspective in any way, shape or form, whether that's like in your company with your friendships, like any of it, like for this situation, whether it's this company, this friendship, you as a person, what is the best possible outcome of that? And you look at it from third person perspective, like how could I address this? Whether it's a friend, if they've got anything, like if they got a drinking problem or something like, what is, is that good for you? Probably not. Okay. So how do I address it to be good for you? You have to look at it like, how does it help this situation more than anything? I feel like it's hard that they might not like it in the moment. They might push back against it. But at the end of the day, like, or someday they're going to realize like, yeah, he was doing that in my best interest or our best interest. Yeah, and there might be a point, you know, through that conversation of, you know, a quick reaction of snapping like, you know, I think, yeah, just like, what the heck, dude? Yeah. And then whether it's a day or a week or years even, you know, they, they'll have that realization like, oh, geez, they were right. That's yeah. So, I don't know, I just kind of that point of, I guess that makes a lot of sense and just coming to them with, you know, kind of a third person outside of you of, you know, being vulnerable and being honest, I think is going to serve them well. So, I think have a, that conversation. I and, think a big piece of that too, especially for those of you that are like going down the entrepreneurial path and like business owner, if you're like new to it, or even if you're not, you're just trying to make a shift. There's going to be a lot of, and for me, I know it was this way, but there's a lot of friends that I had throughout high school that just didn't align with where I wanted to go. And I had to have those conversations like, hey, you know, I'm not going to spend time necessarily like hanging out with you anymore. Like, I'm just not going to be going to the bars. Like, I don't want to do that. That doesn't align with the goals I have in life and where I want to go. So I had to have those conversations with a lot of people and explain to them like, or tell them and like this, it's the friendship's not going to continue. Um, if you don't want to go in the same direction, than I'm going, which most people don't. Yeah, I, I can't take the time to. Yeah, do yeah, that hard conversation of splitting that toxic relationship off, and yeah, maybe that's why I'm not so great as a great at it as you are, is because I haven't. I don't think I've literally had any conversation with a friend that explicitly said like, "We got to go separate ways because your life is not going in the direction of mine." I think what's happened in my life is I just had natural, you know, parts in our relationships just based on our interests and what we're doing in life and our stages of life. So I just haven't had that, those conversations of, you know, you're being, you're toxic to my life and you need to go a different direction or follow me and pick, pick a lane. So maybe that's why I haven't had the, the strength that you have to have those conversations with friends. Yeah, it's not an easy conversation by any means, but I think it's necessary and I think it's going to be better in everyone's interest. Because again, if you don't have it, it's going to create animosity of why isn't, why aren't they replying? You know, why don't they want to hang out anymore? You think you're too good for us? You just tell them like, hey, it's just not, it's not me anymore. Like I can't do it. I can't afford to do that. You know, it's not, it doesn't suit my interest and where I want to go. Just is what it is. And I think a lot of people will respect you for that. So I know I've got friends that I still talk to a little bit here and there and um, I've had them, you know, they, they respect me for that. Like, Hey, like I get like, you're hustling, you're doing your thing and you don't want to go do this. Like, that's fine. Not a problem. So I think, uh, just have that conversation and 
the true friends, the people that, you know, want to be better or should be there, I think they're going to follow you or help try to fix, you know, if it's something bad that I guess you're just never doing anything productive. Like I had a lot of friends in high school that would just go drink. That's all we do. You know, it was not good relationships, <laughs> not proud of it, not happy with how that like turned out or like some of the things I did. But I realized like I'm going to end up in jail if I keep doing some of the dumb stuff we're doing while we're drinking and, or someone's going to die. Yeah. And, that's scary. Yeah. So just decided like this is not in my best interest and it's not in any of your guys' best interest either to be doing this. So you should probably think about that and move on. And a lot of them never did move on. Yeah. And I think when you approach those hard conversations, you need to be approach it, not in a harsh manner. I think it's just come at it like emotionless, but like factual. Yeah. I think there should be emotion too. Like in some cases. Yeah. Um, but you can't come in being a dictator and telling them what they should be doing or what they shouldn't be doing. And I think you got to approach it with some sort of uh, humility, some sort of uh, compassion for their situation or whatever they're going through. Um, and I think that'll ultimately help them, you know, maybe help them not react to the situation or the conversation and more so be more understanding and realizing that, well, maybe this is something I do need to think about, or this is a, change that I need to make. And thank you for having this conversation because you were vulnerable. You were honest and you were coming to me with, you know, some compassion for my situation. So, um, you never know how those conversations can lead you or lead them. And so if you, if you do have those conversations earlier on in their, in your life or their life, I think it can, I mean, it's crazy as it sounds, but it could affect the rest of their life. I think another important part about these hard conversations is how you have those conversations, how you portray that, how you, the words you use during this conversation, I think are very important. Um, I think you want to be thoughtful in how you do that instead of just winging it. And when I say like emotionless, I think you just have to come into it with like a factual perspective and not like, for me, I'm a pretty emotional person. I let my emotions get in the way and I can kind of like that can be bad. React. I, can I just, feel like yeah, you can react, react easily. Just, like, yep. Whether it's angry or super excited or whatever it is, like I feel like sometimes I have to tone that back and just like factually like think about what I'm going to say and like deliver that message very clearly. Yeah, I think to that point of like delivering a clear message, I think it's important when you do have those hard conversations if you need to have the understanding that your your words have weight to them and you need to really be considerate of the words that are coming out of your mouth, you can't just, you know, throw up a bunch of words and expect them to stick. You need to be, you know, cognizant of what is coming out of your mouth and understanding that one little detail or one little word that you say could ultimately shift that whole conversation. So coming into the conversations that you have that are, that are hard or um, difficult, just realize that the weight that they have is probably far more than you anticipate. So just have that understanding. I feel like a good example of this, especially in the construction industry, is you see like the old like 56 year old boss shows up on the job site and something wasn't going right and they're just pissed off and they're screaming and they're yelling and then they, you know, mess things up or do whatever. They make a big fuss and then they leave and like nobody knows what to do after that. Like there wasn't a clear <laughs> understanding of like, what did we do wrong and just how do we explosion. fix it? It just, yeah, that emotional yeah. like explosion of just, you know, you have been idiots. Yeah. What are you I mean, doing? what are you thinking? It's yeah. such a common thing in the construction for industry. Sure. And that's just how it's been for years. You just used to the guy showing up, the old guy showing up and he just 
bitches you out. Yep. And next thing you know, you don't really know what you did wrong exactly. It wasn't very clear. It just was F this, F that. Yep. And, you know, I just feel like that's how it's been in for this sure. industry. And if, so. you, if you work for somebody that does that, you need to find a new job because that is not a good leader. No. And, but I, I feel like there's a lot of places where it's just, um, you know, large construction companies where the foreman shows up and that's just like how they are. So I think the yeah, industry right. is changing and getting better with that. Um, and people are more aware of that. But I mean, I grew up around that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of that on our job site back in the day. So, and, and I've seen it with some of the guys. We had a guy this summer that we had to let go. And he was, uh, I got a report from one of the homeowners like, uh, he said his daughter was home and she was like, holy crap, like this guy's out here just screaming at these kids. And I was like, okay, well. Screaming at the homeowners' kids? No, no. Oh, like, I was like, she just yeah. heard at our guys. Oh. You know? But there was like a few younger guys and this yeah. guy's like 50 and just like just reading a riot act, you know, about. And he just like when the homeowner hears them screaming outside, the yeah. guy screaming, like that's not That's, not, that's so, not professional or productive. And No. You got to yeah. be able to, a good leader can address it clearly. And, you had a hard conversation? <laughs> and you let him go. I had to have a hard conversation, <laughs> and that 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 made it easier. Well, he's <laughs> so, huh. but yeah, that's uh, that's what we got for you today. Hopefully, you gained some insight of kind of the hard conversations we've had, some knowledge that maybe would help you through these hard conversations, and maybe setting up some framework. Um, you know, having initial hard conversations before you know being proactive and being. Um, anticipant of what's going to happen instead of trying to react and have a harder conversation down the road. And I think that's a big lesson that I've learned and both of you and I, Carson, have learned through this the last couple of years and realize it more now, I think. Um, and so it's great that we're both realizing that and we can have those hard conversations initially so that down the road, we don't have to have harder ones. I think it's easier with age too, to be honest. Yeah. Says you get older. Just kind of the more you do it, the more, more it gets better. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so get older. <laughs> words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Yep. And your words have weight. Don't forget that, folks. But appreciate you guys following along this week. We'll see you guys next week, episode eight. If you could, please share the show. Uh, it means the world to us, and it's the only way we're going to grow. Thanks for listening, guys. Share the show. Peace. Peace.